Jack of all trades, master of none, but oftentimes better than a master of one. So what exactly does that mean? It is a figure of speech in reference to a person who has dabbled in many things rather than gaining expertise by only focusing on one. So much knowledge and wisdom out there at our fingertips, yet so difficult to grasp. Everything and everyone has a little piece of the truth, and it is up to us to determine what our truth is. In this busy world, creating the time, the space to nourish our bodies, mind, and soul has become a difficult task. So let's take a moment to learn something, something small, in whatever way the universe decides to reveal it. It could be someone's story, a quote, a spiritual practice, maybe a song or a movie. The opportunities are limitless and all around us if we just take a moment to see. We are all students of life experiences, so let us learn from one another. There is no right or wrong path. There is only your path and your journey. So let's begin our adventure and explore all the world has to offer and let us become a master of none. And this week's guest is a fellow trans brother of mine and he actually is a co-host to one of my favorite podcasts called Queering the Narrative. He does it with him and Trent Hexham. And oh my God, if you want a good laugh, if you want some good insight, if you just all around fun, you know, podcast, Queering the Narrative is the one. He's also an avid gamer, D&D player, and a writer. So let's bring in Alan Thomas. Hey, how are you? Hello. <laughs> How's it going? Uh, not too bad. You know, just hanging in there with the rest of the world. <laughs> yeah. How's COVID treating you? You know, it, it, I, I know it's been hard for a lot of people and I've been um, really fortunate that <clears throat> I've had the ability to work from home. And so it hasn't affected me professionally, thank goodness. Um, so I almost feel guilty when I say it hasn't really affected me <laughs> too much. <laughs> no, no I, I totally get it because like my son, he's, he's, he literally looked and he comes down and he's like, nothing's changed. Right. Like, you never you never leave your room anyway, so that doesn't <laughs> count. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, mentally it's a different thing, you know, being isolated from people and thankfully, you know, getting the vaccine and kind of getting slowly back out there has been a, a godsend for me personally. My mental health has really upturned. So hopefully it continues that traje trajectory <laughs> right right now i hear you i mean it was i i could honestly say things then like me going home and kind of being in isolation is that's pretty easy for me because mm -hmm. i i i'm the type of person that i i actually flourish when i'm alone because i most introverts we just we need to be alone to recharge sure. and some people extroverts need to be around people so i think it mostly affected a lot of extroverts who need that constant interaction. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So. I, I think I'm I think I'm kind of a mix in between. I think I was okay for a while and I was like, this is great. Um <laughs> but then after a while I was like, eh, it's starting to become not so great. And um you know during that time I had a chance to luckily during that time um 
you know, I had a chance to explore avenues of creativity, such as the podcast, as you mentioned. And um, so that wouldn't have gotten started if not for (laughs) COVID. So I I jumped into a couple things that I never would have before. So at least there's, at least there's that, you know, some, some good things did come out of it for sure. Right, right. And I totally get that because I was just like, with me, I think the only thing that I took hard out of COVID was uh, <clears throat> not having the option to mm. go out. Yeah. That was the frustrating thing for me. Like, because I may not be one who likes to really be like in a lot of crowded places, but I want at least the option to go dancing or the option to get go to a movie. Right. You know, and and all those options were taken away. And that, I think, was the hardest thing for me. Yeah. You know. Absolutely. So, yeah. It, it, well, I mean, every there were so many. It was rough on a lot of people. Absolutely. Yep. And I'm I was lucky that I ended up getting COVID in the beginning, beginning. So right when all that happened, I was like, okay, <laughs> I got to stay home anyway. Right. So <laughs> you know that that yeah. worked. Yeah. So let's talk about your childhood because there's one thing we kind of had in common. We both have some type of Latino upbringing which is pretty much the same on a lot of parts yes um so i kind of found myself um i know that you were were raised by two latino parents but i my dad um is puerto rican my dad's 100 percent puerto rican and my mom's white um which encompasses a bunch of different like german I think it's like German, Dutch, Irish, or something like that. It's, oh, it's wow. pretty, yeah, it's pretty wild. Um, <laughs> so I'm surprised I'm not. Um, well, <laughs> I was gonna say I'm surprised I'm not too much of a drinker, but I have a drink right here. So. <laughs> like, oops, never mind. Oh, never mind. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, it was unique um, in that I found myself. I mean, I don't know Spanish. I don't know if you know. Do you know? Spanish. Yes, okay. Yes. Um, like I know bits and pieces, but my dad never taught me. He was working all the time. He didn't have time to really teach me. So, and we spoke primarily English in the house. So I found myself in a spot where I wasn't quite Hispanic enough for the Hispanics and I was not quite white enough for the white people. <laughs> right. So, right. So, and I'm sure a lot of mixed uh, people can relate to that, like not being one or the other and kind of treated like an outsider because of that. And therefore I found myself uh, hanging out with a lot of misfits <laughs> growing up. So same, same. <laughs> and you know, that's kind of funny because and in, in that same token, like you're talking about, like when you go to the Island, it's the same way. Oh, really? It's very much the same way. Like me, I was born and raised in, in Jersey. Okay. Oh, Jersey. So yeah. Even though I'm, uh, Wait, you I'm, were born and Where in Jersey? Vineland. Okay, what exit is that? No, no. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody knows. If you're taking 55 to go to Wildwood, okay, we're some little back town or back city in there. You got to okay. get off of there, but it's it's on its way to Wildwood. You can take you, you pass it going to Wildwood and you pass it going to Atlantic City. Gotcha. Okay. Um. Yeah, it's actually the biggest city in New Jersey square mile that's it oh really oh, wow. <laughs> but it's not it's like you say violent and people are like okay you know they don't know 
And I'm like, oh, okay, never mind. If I say I'm like 40 minutes from Atlantic City, they're like, oh. Yeah. Okay. They, yeah. <laughs> well, I was born and raised in Carteret. I know where that is. That's okay. Okay. Uh, okay. So not, I mean, not too many people know where Carteret is. If they don't know where Carteret, Carteret is, they tend to know where at least Newark, I'm like, oh, I'm, you know, 30 minutes from Newark. And they're like, oh. Rawway. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Rawway. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Woodbridge. Sometimes they even know Woodbridge. Yeah, so. I actually lived in Woodbridge. Oh, really? Oh, wow. <laughs> I lived right in Fords. Oh, wow! Really? Wow! Yeah. My cousin lives there. <laughs> yeah, it's like literally you blink, you went through Fords. It's, yeah, it's so smart. You go from 20. Woodbridge, you blink, and then you're a Perth boy. Well, that <laughs> blink is is Fords. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. So yeah, no. Nah, um. Yeah, but I uh. I, I grew up there, and what, when I went to the island, and I spoke to them, and I can speak fluent Spanish, but it's not top notch. Like mm -hmm. I can have a conversation, and I understand exactly what you're saying, if you're not too fast. But the sad part about it was they treated me like, oh well, you're not really Puerto Rican. You're from you're from the mainland, mm -hmm. and they call it the mainland. You're from the mainland. Uh, I'm from the island. You're from the mainland, and I'm like. Oh, that's bullshit. No, I'm, right. I'm just as Puerto Rican as you are. Both my parents came from the island, you know, right. but, you know, I get it. You know, for them, I was not Spanish enough. Mm -hmm. And over here, I'm not. And, you know, I think that's a Latino thing. Like, yeah, absolutely. Because we're so mixed and you you can't identify as being a person of color in the fact that you're African-American, even though you have African-American blood. Right. So I'm not African American enough for them, and I have Caucasian, and I'm not Caucasian enough for them. Right. So I'm so being Latino, you're kind of cut in the middle. So the good thing is, is we can go in any direction. You can be that is very people. true. That is very true, and and that's a lesson that I learned as I got older. Is I do have that f kind of flexibility, very fluid in my identity. Um, as far as race is concerned. So, you know, it it it, it didn't seem like too much of a blessing <laughs> back then uh, when I was yeah. growing up, but I do I do realize the, the benefit of it now. Yeah, yeah, now. Now, did you get to grow up with that side, the Latino side of your family? Um, we were very close. Uh, we were very close. Everyone, you know, they, everyone lived in Jersey. So, yeah. <laughs> so you know, we had um, a lot of family gatherings in Jersey and I was very close with my cousins and stuff like that, which I have a million of them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no stigma there, but we do. Because <laughs> I was like, I think it's a Latino thing that yeah. you had just have like a million cousins, and somebody's yeah. like, "Hey, I'm your cousin." You're like, "Yeah, sure, okay." Because <laughs> everybody's my cousin. Yeah, everybody's my cousin. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. That's hilarious. Yeah, we we used to do a lot of uh, family reunions and stuff, but the thing is, is our family just got too big. It was yeah. just too many. Yeah. And, and the sad part about it is, like, I know on my mom's side of the family, but I didn't really know my dad's side. And, mm. like, from one uncle alone, I have, like, 35 cousins. One uncle. Wow. Yeah. He said he was making a new tribe. And I believe him because he had 35 <laughs> He, he had yeah. one in Korea. 
He's one of Korea. I'm like, what were you thinking? Well, I was oh at the Korean God. War. I figured, you know what? I need one there. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, he was a pig. My wow. uncle was a pig. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God. But yeah, I, I, there's so many stereotypes. It's like the holidays, it's a typical stereotype. You know, you make yeah. rags, you make, you know, off and meal. Yeah. Everybody gets together, they get all shit faced and end up yep. fighting. <laughs> and you yep. being a kid, you're just like, what's going on? I was the quiet one. I was just in the corner, like, I don't know what the fuck's going on. <laughs> so <I'm> just. <laughs> I was the nosy one, okay. <laughs> I was the one. I was the one who ended up getting hit because my I was in the middle of it. <laughs> and then they were like, "Boma, that's what you get. You should have. You should have mind your business." <laughs> get like, to the Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> my 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 mother was famous. Like when she was gonna discipline me, she my mother barely disciplined me. Okay, it was always my father. Mm. My mother, she would get the belt or she would get something, you know, like, or, or the, the spoon, whatever. And she would put it up to my nose and she'd smell it, smell it. <laughs> you smell that? I'm like, yeah, that's the rod of discipline. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Oh, shit. <laughs> she didn't have to hit me. I was just oh. like. <laughs> uh, <no>. <laughs> <laughs> she was, my mother was so, so, so Latino, hitting me with wow. the chancla the whole nine. It was, yep, yep. It was bad. It was bad. Oh man! <laughs> you know, I'm sure I can imagine like how your mother dealt with that. Well, it's really interesting because um, <laughs> even though my mom was white and my dad was a Latino one, I think my dad felt this enormous pressure to conform to white society. I, I truly do think that because. Right. You know, he doesn't talk with an accent. Um, I mean, not that that's his, not that he's doing it on purpose, I don't think. I think it's subconscious. He doesn't talk with an accent. He doesn't really speak Spanish. He didn't teach us Spanish. Um, not because he just didn't have the time. I, I, I think it's because he just, he's, he was so, you know, cops used to pull him over just for being Latino, you know? Right, right. So, I think he kind of got that in his head and he um <laughs> he he didn't really I wasn't I wasn't going to say act latino. I know it's like a that's that's a very broad generalization. He didn't act latino, but he didn't really embrace his culture. I mean, he embraced his family, but I don't think he embraced his culture. Right. Um my mom though, um I think she really, she integrated into the family, and I think she really embraced Latino culture. That kind of happens, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So she would be the one getting the chancla, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> she was like, oh, that's how they do it. Right. Give me that over here. <laughs> Thank you for the lesson. Y'all are going to walk a straight line right now, you know? <laughs> right, exactly. So she was the one making the rice and beans. She was the one making the vanilla. Wow. Like, she was the one who really, truly embraced it. She's the one who, like, had like a Puerto Rican flag like dangling in her mm -hmm. rear view, like you right. know what I mean? Like, so it was real. It's I had a really interesting. <laughs> they had an interesting dynamic, I will say. So that. he was kind of conforming her way, and she decided to conform his way. So exactly. Like they adopted, but that's pretty cool. They're adopting each other's culture. Oh yeah. Oh you yeah. Know, that, absolutely. That's, that's pretty cool. Like my kids got 
they don't know not a one of them know a lick of spanish none mm -hmm. of them i failed as a parent in the sense because it was my secret language mm -hmm. Yeah. And if I spoke Spanish, they didn't know I, I was talking about them or I was, you know, so I used it as <laughs> right. a secret language. Now, right. it did learn to understand some. So sure. then when I would be talking, they'd be like, I know what, I'm right here. I know what you're saying. I'm like, shit, shit, I can't use it anymore. Damn. You know, so. did, they, did they take Spanish classes in hopes that you would help them? No. No, I did that. Well, the one did. <laughs> One did, and I told you, you just wasted your time. That's and they're like, why? I said, yeah. the Spanish you're learning is from Spain, right, or Mexico. Yeah, the Spanish I know is some broken hebaro stuff. Okay, <laughs> I failed Spanish in high school, and I'm Puerto Rican. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. A lot of people don't realize that it's it's much different. It's much right. different in in the well, first off, in in the obviously the words, and the tone and the accent. Like it's it might as well. It's just a completely different language. Oh, yeah. They share some similar words, but that's about it. And besides, my dad was like, "I'm not helping you with your. <laughs> that's basically <laughs> cheating." So. Nope. Nope. <laughs> So, I, I told my kids, I said, I can't help you. I yeah. can't. I don't know what it's. It's no different. Right. Each Spanish, and and I think that's where people get confused because they think if you speak Spanish, you speak all. Mm, yeah. Spanish. Yep. And they they're all different dialects. It's not mm -hmm. just speaking Spanish. It's different. look, Puerto Ricans speak different dialect than Cubans. Cubans speak a different dialect than Dominicans. Dominicans speak a different dialect than Mexicans. Absolutely. Absolutely. So. If you put me in a room of Dominicans, I can somewhat decipher, but they're talking so fast. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And they're like, I thought you spoke, spoke Spanish. I did, but a slower version. <laughs> right. I'm not in a yeah. hurry. You know? <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. And a lot of people don't realize that divide either exists, yeah. you know, between Hispanic cultures and identities. You know, a lot of people act, don't realize that there is a divide there. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And some of them don't like each other. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Growing up, yeah. there were so many, like, just, you know, all the Hispanic kids would hang out together. And within the Hispanic kids, there was like subdivisions. Oh, there's Dominican <laughs> kids. Oh, there's a Peruvian kids. Oh, there's, right. you know what I mean? So, this is from Colombia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, a lot of people don't realize yeah. that. They just see Hispanic. Right, right. And then, and, and we're the ones screaming, yeah, but we're really citizens. Like, what's right. going on here? We're, right. we, we're naturalized, you know? Right. And they put us in, and that's, I think, what's so, which causes that divide sometimes, you know, because they put us in in a, a, a whole pot, and each one has their own distinct culture. Right. Each one. Sure, and absolutely. Like, I would, you know, they used to call me Mexican growing up and I would get mad. And then they would say, well, why, why are you getting so angry that um, I said, what is it? You don't like Mexicans? I said, no, it's actually, I love Mexicans. I said, what I don't like is that you're being disrespectful and you won't acknowledge my culture. Right. And just lumping me up over here as being Mexican. I said, that's mm -hmm. offensive and insulting. I yeah. don't, I don't tell you y'all are all, every single last one of you are Germans. I don't say right. that. Right. You know, it's, it, it's, it's differentiating 
yeah. you know so yeah that used to piss me off because they would just lump us up and we have each distinct cultures absolutely yeah absolutely yeah 100 percent, totally agree and t to this day yeah people will people will say oh you're mexican right <laughs> no no uh, puerto rican oh it's the same thing and no not, it's no, not it's not it's not it's not you know, but and they get just as offended saying you're calling them Puerto Rican. They get right. just as offended. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Yep. You know, it's exactly. that lack of respect. You mm -hmm. know, mm -hmm. so yeah. So, so you. So, when did you move here to Pennsylvania? I moved here. Um, I can't think of the year, but I know it was like fourteen, fifteen ish, and um, maybe even a little. No, I think it was fifteen. Yeah. Um, and I moved to just the middle of nowhere, bumfuck Pennsylvania. I moved, we moved to Milford, Pennsylvania. Oh, yeah, that is bumfuck. Yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah. Where, yeah, you don't just go to the store, you take a trip to the store. <laughs> you get in your car and you drive yeah. about 20 minutes and you go to yeah. the store. Yeah. Um, which was so different than Jersey where everything is everywhere. Like you could just walk down the street, you it's know, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So it so different culture shock, like crazy. Um, it's funny because, so of course <laughs> going into Milford, seeing all the deer and the bears, it's like, holy shit. Oh my God. It's crazy. Um, in New Jersey, if you see like a dog or a stray dog or cat, you're like, whatever. That's a natural wildlife. That's a natural wildlife <laughs> there. <laughs> and pigeons. Pigeons. Lots of pigeons. pigeons. Yeah, pigeons too. Pigeons too. Yeah, you're right. You're right. So um, one time, when, and this is when we were living in Milford for quite some time, a couple of years at that point, and we saw a stray cat. And we were like, oh, my God, it's a stray cat. And when we were living in Jersey, we would never have blinked an eye. So it's right, right. That's so <laughs> it was funny. Really interesting. But um, but yeah, uh, when I moved to Milford, I think that's when I really truly started to know that I was different, and not just in a like trans capacity, but just in a racial capacity because it's. You know, you. I went from a place that was very diverse. You know, Indian, uh, Indian people, uh, Native American people, Black people, white people, like everyone, to this place that was like ninety nine percent white kids. Right. right. Um, so that was a little jarring, I think, uh, to be put in that environment. But, um, and that's when I truly began to like lose touch with my Puerto Rican hair, like culture and heritage because that's when i was like okay if i'm gonna survive here i need to lose my identity you know i i it was a it was a coping mechanism you know to kind of adhere to being white and what it was to be white so i hated my last name i hated it with a passion i hated my dead name because it was very hispanic <laughs> um yeah they didn't do us any favors. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No. So I I hated I hated my name. I hated my, you know, Puerto Rican heritage, which is a shame because now I find myself going like I wish, you know, I, I've been trying to connect 
more to my Puerto Rican heritage. And I'm like, I, I feel like I lost so much time, you know, just distancing myself away from it. And now I'm discovering, rediscovering it. That's funny because my kids, um, they, well, my oldest, she went through the same thing. Mm. She, uh, she was like, ah, didn't want to hear salsa music. Didn't, you know, the only thing they want is the food. But right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you making rice and beans? <laughs> yeah, I'm Puerto Rican. Yeah, I'm all Puerto Rican when it comes to rice and beans. I'm Puerto Rican right here, and my stomach, my stomach's Puerto Rican. <laughs> yeah. But and and she would just, you know, she she just. It's not that she would turn her back on it. She just didn't embrace it. Sure. It's like she knew it was there. But now it's like she she listens to the music now because she's like. Now it brings her some nostalgia of when she was younger. She hated yeah. it then, but now she'll listen to Hector Lavoe or Mark Anthony. She's like, oh, yes, I love this. You know? <laughs> and awesome. it's beautiful. She's actually planning to go to Puerto Rico. Oh, um, nice. In, in January. She's been there before. Like She did a whole pilgrimage, went to Puerto Rico, and she's like, I'm in love. I'm in love with the culture. And she's going back. She's just like, and and it's nice to see that. So and. And I'm going through it again with the other ones. They they don't really identify. They don't really connect. And I'm sure in time, as they get older, it'll come back. Sure. And that's, so it's not lost. It's just it's just a late boomer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the truth is, yep. I went through the same thing. Mm-hmm. Growing up, I hated it. Oh, I hated it. I would tell people, I'm not Puerto Rican. I'm a Spaniard. <laughs> mm. <laughs> like that's any better or whatever you know <laughs> and then they're looking at me and seeing this kinky hair and they're like no the hell you're not no you're not <laughs> so but then i had to embrace it you know right, i couldn't right. hide the hair right but the hair does yeah. give it away. It does give it away. When mine was longer oh my god dude oh my fucking god <laughs> yeah. like, you go outside and you just want to start singing the Lion King. Poof, man, the frizz, the fucking yeah. frizz. Yeah, and it rains and you could you, you, you could have you could have just had it nice and straight and you just walked outside it. <laughs> it's like a magic trick. Yep, yep, yep. Bullshit. Bullshit. Sorry, I lost my camera. Oh, no. hey, I gotta play it smart. Nobody noticed, okay? Notice what? What are you talking about? Yeah. I ended up dropping my light and everything. Hold on. Oh. I was just like, oh my god! See, I got excited about the line thing. Like- That's what happened. I got too excited. <laughs> oh Who my god! Get excited at the Lion King. I know everybody. Loves <laughs> okay, all right. There, I look normal again. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it, yeah, it's a rough. It's a rough. And you know what? I think it's rough growing up, especially like I did grow up in a predominantly white area. Mm. I grew up in the suburb. I didn't grow up in the, in the city. I grew up in the suburb, and I was there. Was like three families that, or two or three, that were Latino and one mm. black. So I get that growing up in that and realizing, yeah. damn, I don't know my culture outside of my parents. Mm-hmm. And they're too busy trying to assimilate. Right. Because, yeah, yeah it's just sad. It's sad. Yeah, it is sad. And, and I, I definitely, I, I didn't understand it back then, but I definitely understand it now that my dad wanted to, like you said, assimilate. Um, 
it's it's a coping mechanism it's a survival tactic you know yeah yeah unfortunately so and and it's hard it's hard absolutely absolutely all right well we're gonna take a quick break and then because if not we'll be backing up talking all (laughs) kinds of shit all night Seriously. Like, like, about this shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's take a quick break and we'll be back in a few minutes. Rainbow Soul, a queer perspective on spirituality. Join Hollis Taylor, a non-binary author, witch, psychic, and alchemical mage with fellow drag king, Lacrosse Ortiz, a Jewish Taino that identifies as an atheist. These guys explore deep spiritual topics with weekly special guests and offer dream interpretation and tarot readings and more. Explore spirituality beyond mainstream religion with these uniquely queer perspectives. Dive deep into the rainbow soul. A live discussion on Sundays, 5 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Mountain, 7 p.m. Central, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on Sundays. Just hashtag Rainbow Soul Vodcast on YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, and more. Hashtag Rainbow Soul Vodcast. back already <laughs> all right look i was trying to adjust my camera it looks checking yourself out yeah i'm like not bad not bad you need a shave no that's bad. good that's good <laughs> okay next topic we want to talk about um i guess if you want to touch you know explain your transition how it came about yeah, so I mean, <clears throat> I know that a lot of people. Well, there's this uh, trans man. Uh, his name is Jameson Green, and I don't know if you've ever re- read any of his books. I actually bought one of his books after you mentioned it. Oh, okay, yeah. So brilliant, brilliant guy. Um, he described his transition as not like a firework moment where all of a sudden you realize, oh my god, I'm trans. It was more like lighting candles, like 
lighting one candle, lighting another candle, until you have a whole room full of these candles where you're just like, oh, yeah. I, I this is what I am. So I think, and I think it's like that for a lot of trans people um, where there was little things, you know, um, growing up, I always took on the more male role when playing games, um, even video games, I pick like male characters. Um, you know, I just take on this like male persona and it felt very natural to me. And I didn't think literally anything of it um, until it was a problem, you know, not a problem, but it, it just wasn't, um, it was looked down upon. <clears throat> so um, I kind of started to realize that when I started to hit puberty and all these changes were happening that I didn't want to happen. <laughs> mm, <laughs> and and um, um, I, I mean, there was even a, there was even a moment where I totally, I was just like, okay, I have to embrace like my femininity. Like I just, I need to, I need to do it. It's just, I, I just need to, I'm a woman. And that, you know, that went very poorly. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, but I also think that's um, every trend. I, I think most people, trans people do that as well. You know, they, they come to a point where they're like, okay, I just need to accept this. This is, I, I'm a woman or I'm a man and I need to just toughen up and just do it, you know, be who I am, but you know, not really being who I am. Oh yeah, oh, a hundred percent, hundred percent. Like yeah. I look at it in the sense that I, I like your candle, you know, like what you took from that book. I, that yeah. really, it's like, you just keep illuminating a little bit more, a little bit more. And that's a beautiful thing because I, I, I have to agree. And I think like in my case too, I forced myself, forced myself makeup. And I'm like, look, I look like a dude in a dress. Kidding. <laughs> like, or, or, or yeah. I could, it just wasn't, it didn't feel right. It didn't feel natural. Absolutely. I, I did feel like pleasure from it strictly because it made other people happy. Oh, you're finally dressing like a girl. Oh, you're fr look how look how beautiful you look. And that was just like, okay, that was kind of like, all right, this this must be the right thing, right? It's so many people, oh, you look so happy. I look happy because you're happy. Right. <laughs> Cuz right. now now I'm socially accepted, you know. Right. It, right. But it, it was never what I wanted inside. It's it's funny because like that that thing you're so beautiful. I'm like, I I had people tell me that they would see a picture and they're like, oh my god, you were so beautiful, and I'm like, but it was, thank you, but it was almost like a backhanded compliment. Yes, because you're seeing an illusion. That's not who I really am, and yep. that, and it affects so many different parts of our life. You know, and the whole thing is, oh, you're beautiful, you're beautiful, you're beautiful. But why can't I be beautiful like this? Right. Absolutely. Why is this considered beautiful? Yeah. You know, don't look at that picture and say, oh my God. Like, like, and then they say it in past tense. Right. You were so beautiful. <laughs> and I'm like, bitch, what about now? <laughs> I was like, 
<laughs> I bet you were beautiful till today. But <laughs> it's like, how do you how do you deal with that compliment? Right. It's like because it's almost insulting. It's like, am, am I ugly? Yeah. Did I like all of a sudden become ugly because you? This is what you see now. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. So yeah, it, it was very. It was very um, externally motivated uh, when I did go through those parts where I was like, okay, I got to dress like a girl. I got to act like a girl. I got to be a girl. Um, and there was a moment that made me realize that what I was feeling was normal uh, when I, I saw a documentary about a... Um, about a uh, male to female transition, and and I'm sorry, <laughs> I think they call it something else now. So I apologize in advance, but um, I think they don't call it male to female transition any longer. But right. I can't I, yeah, think, I do think they recently changed that. But I, I, I caught sincerely apologize. That's the only term I know at the moment. But um, I saw this uh, documentary on it, and my mind was kind of blown. I was like. Oh, that that's a thing? Like that's a thing that could happen. <laughs> so that's when I that's when I, I got a little little seed of an idea. You know, the seed was planted. And um I mean it took me years. That wasn't just it. I wasn't like, oh my god, I'm trans, I gotta do this. Um, it still took me many years to to go through and um especially because back then, um you know, and I'm sure you know this, trans resources back the, just, just 10 years ago, 12 years, yeah. 10 or 12 years ago. Even five years ago. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. you would. Yeah. It, and it was, I felt like it was more the resources that did exist back then were more geared toward transitioning into more feminine, like femininity. Um nothing about transitioning into like masculine. <laughs> right, right. Um, so it was very hard and I had a doctor just straight up tell me, no, you're not, you're not, you're not trans. Right. You're like, cause, because I was nervous about asking her, she was like, oh, you're, you're nervous. If you really wanted it, you wouldn't want to be nervous. You, you wouldn't be nervous if you really wanted it. I was like, what the fuck? Bitch? Like, that's the first thing, bitch? I'm scared because I'm scared because right. I'm being because honest this. about this. Yeah, <laughs> because and, of this and, reaction. Right, exactly. Like, come on. Oh, people suck. <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah, it was a bad time. <laughs> yeah. And, um, but, um, you know, eventually I did get in with doctors who you know were treating me and stuff like that so but yeah it, i mean it took a while it took a while um i was i still believe i am fortunate enough that even though there wasn't a lot of resources there were still resources yeah, yeah. um you know no matter how slim they were they were still there and I really respect and really thank and cherish the trans people before me who made it possible for me to transition as young as I did because I started transition um, in my 20s. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Yeah. I did, I think I was 48, 49. Which is never too late. It's never too late to be the real you. <laughs> no, no, it's never. That's why it's like I figure I said I will push these people. It don't matter. I don't care if you're 60, 80. If look, exactly. if this is what you feel and you want the outside to match the inside, go for it. Don't let anybody tell you any different. Absolutely, 100 percent. So, percent. So let's go into dating, which that's always a. <laughs> uh, not that's so a easy. Mystery. That's a mixed bag. That's a mixed yeah. bag. Um, so I fairly recently um, became single. And it's, there's so much caught up with, with sexuality and being trans. Because sexuality stem, not stems in, but I mean, is focused on what your genitals. And if your genitals don't, if, if you're, it, if you're in a state where you're, where you don't feel like your genitals are matching who you are, you know, there's, there's a real stigma, self-made stigma there. Yeah. And it's like, do I tell the person straight up that I'm trans or do I wait? and surprise them with it. <laughs> so, yeah. like, oops. Great. <laughs> surprise. Um, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm straightforward with it. I'm, I'm very straightforward. I, obviously that's not, there's no right answer to that. Right. You know, there, there really isn't because in some situations it's not safe for you to be open with it like that. Right. Right. And a lot of people don't realize it and they think, oh, well, you're just lying about who you are. No, it's a safety measure. Right. Right. Absolutely. So, <clears throat> but, but I am pretty open with it when I, you know, in a safe environment, I, I am mostly safe uh, environments with it. And also I came to the conclusion just recently that I am bisexual. Okay. And it was really, it was, it was a struggle for me because, um, you know, when I first started transitioning, I wanted to be like the quote, ideal male, right. you know, and you take on those toxic masculinity. Oh my God. Yes. yes. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I'm straight. I'm a straight male. I'm going to go fuck these bitches or whatever. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like, right? so, so stupid. <laughs> but you know what? In, in your defense, in your defense and in mine, puberty. Uh, absolutely. Yes. Puberty. yes. I will, yes. I will hold on to that yes. for dear life because I'm like, <laughs> I know I was, I was I was it's an idiot. True. Or no, yeah, I wasn't same. an idiot. I was immature. Yes. I was an immature same. man. Same. Absolutely. 100%. 100%. I was very immature. I was very, I was still finding myself. Um, so it was just not a good combination either way. And I was emulating the men that I saw, which they were toxic. Yeah. So I was emulating that. Um, so it wasn't a great, it wasn't a great place. And then 
I started to realize at first I was like, well, I'm not attracted to men. I just want to be a man. I like looking at men because that's what I want to be. Right. But then I was like, eh. You're like, he's kind of hot. He's kind of hot. He's kind of cute. And then I started getting more and more curious. And it it was just... I think what held me back so long from taking on that label of bisexuality is I didn't want to feel like my transition, I was, you know, people would straight up be like, well, why do you transition if you're just going to like men? Wouldn't right. it be easier? <laughs> I was like, yeah, it would have been easier. It would have been easier if it wasn't trans and I was just a straight female. Okay. Right, right. It would have been easier, but that's not how gender and sexuality work. Right, exactly. <laughs> they tend to confuse the two. I mean, right. I get it because it's like uh, I identify as pan, mm-hmm. and and me. In other words, I. But there is it, it's it's very awkward for me because it's like I'm not attracted to who, mm-hmm. you know. I guess right. toxic men. I'm not attracted to men who, Whoa. you know, right. walking around their balls are dragging on the floor. You know, right. they're such men. You know, and I like, get the yeah. hell out of here. Yeah. Bullshit. You know, I've always been attracted to femininity. That's what mm-hmm. I'm attracted to. And that's when I've identified with Anne because I'm like, I people would say, oh, well, would you marry a twink? I'm like, oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. Would yeah. you marry, I mean, not marry, would you date? Um, would you date a trans woman? Yeah, absolutely. I don't care what the hell they have. Everything can be worked with. I'm right. easy. Right. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm a leader, bro. We can work right. with everything. You know, so, but right. and, and that's how I looked at it because the whole point is, is I just know I was attracted to feminine. That's right. it. To, if, if, if it was feminine, I didn't care if you were man, woman. I didn't care. Right. Because if you want to wear makeup, oh, that's beautiful to me. And I love it and I'm attracted to it. But I'm not attracted to that aggressive. You know, even even before I, I dated only pretty boys. They were mm. pretty. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Right, and they were right. always effeminate men. Right. So I'm like, well, there it is. Yeah. I just yeah. I just <laughs> Yep. Yeah. So I, now 100%. I'm just like I'm queer. I'm queer and I'm right. <laughs> That's <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I mostly I you know what? I had trouble at first identifying as queer because, you know, I, I of the stigma that came with the word queer. Like you're a queer. Like I didn't hear enough of that fucking growing up. Um, right. right. <laughs> but, um, you know, but I, I, I really like the the reclaiming. Now I'm I'm really like really recognizing the value of reclaiming those words and being like, yeah, so fucking what? I am I am queer. I am who I am. And that's it. Right. And if you don't like it... Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like my son always says, keep it pushing. Keep it pushing <laughs> that way. Yeah, keep it pushing. You know? Yep, yep. So, exactly. Yeah. And, but I think that's beautiful because it, and it's all a part of the journey. It's all a part of the journey. It's all Absolutely. a part of the transition because I wouldn't have been able to they like I, I actually talked to Trent about this one time um, that I was telling him I couldn't I couldn't accept the femininity. It's, I hated it. I loathed it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I had to become a man to respect that yep. side of myself. 
and yes. realize it's okay to be soft. It's okay to be, you know, uh, to cry. It's okay. It's okay for all these things. I don't have to be this hardcore dude all the time. Yeah. You know, yep. if, if we're the X-Men and the next evolved man, and I keep saying, I'll say this on every damn podcast. <laughs> if we are the next evolved man, then we need to be evolved. Yeah, absolutely. You know, because you can't change the fact that this is what you were born. But you can, you know, like, in other words, I, I, you, you can't change that at that point in time, that's what you were. Right. You can't change it. There's nothing in the world that can change it. But you can change it now and you can treat it with respect and honor it and cherish it. I mean, would you treat your mom like that? Right. Like, yeah. That's what I always tell them. Would you, would you treat your mom like that or your sister or your cousin? No, you wouldn't treat her like that. That's somebody's sister, mom or cousin. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I definitely 100% know what you're talking about, how re you're rejecting femininity and then you transition and then you're suddenly embracing it because it's not being forced upon you. <laughs> exactly. That's, that's it. Yeah. So I totally. It, it, let me choose the parts of me that I want to embrace. Let me choose. Right. Give me the option. Don't don't tell me you have to be this way because the minute right. you tell me that, I'm a rebel. Exactly. Don't, you don't know. No. So, yeah. Yep, exactly. Which, going into that, like we were talking about Trent whatever, I wanted to touch on querying the narrative because it's probably one of my favorite podcasts <laughs> and you guys are so fucking good. I mean, thank you. So, tell us a little bit about that. What's it about? So, yes. So, um, Queer and Narrative is about. Um, oh, real quick, I gotta put the picture. Hold oh on. yeah, I'm slacking. <laughs> I had one job. There you go, everybody. So yeah, Queer and Narrative. Um, it's just me and um, my co-host uh, Trent. He's kind of the brainchild of Queering the Narrative, and um, it's just me and Trent two trans men and small town America. We both kind of, um, we, we both kind of live in small towns at the moment and our struggles with that and also just picking each other's brains on everything from media to, um, hell, even going to the bathroom, like, <laughs> because that is even in itself, like, people don't realize. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a, it's a thing. It um, um, talking about just, just anything and everything, uh, queer, queer related. Um, we talk about, we review some movies and we even have you on, uh, you and Kat. Yeah. Uh, your beautiful wife, yeah. um, uh, on there, and we're reviewing some movies, some queer movies, and talking about um, politics, history, uh, just a little bit of everything. So yeah, check it out if you if you get. We're we're on hiatus right now, uh, brief hiatus, but um, we will uh, hopefully be back and running any day now. So, so uh, check definitely out. check out the episodes that are on there because they are amazing. They're great. They're very light. It's light and. It, it's funny because some subjects are really hard. Oh, like yeah. Some of the topics that you talk about are really, really, like, they need to be out there and conversations need to be had. Right. <clears throat> but it's also very light in the same token because the I, what I love about it is how it can switch up. And 
it's like all's fair in love and war. And it's like I said, <laughs> if you guys get a chance, please, I will promote this promo with this till the day I die. It was probably, I mean, it is, it is, it is my favorite, which is why I'm waiting for the next episode. <laughs> Trent. <laughs> Just look at the camera, Trent. Yeah, that's a Trent. Um, I have nothing to do with my life right now. <laughs> so, yeah, but no, I definitely, and I actually miss the Monday nights of us going and just yeah, talking shit and talking. Absolutely, it was such a blast. It so is. once again, Trent. Trent. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, so you do that. Um, you do a lot of gaming in D and D. Yes, absolutely. Um, D and D is if you find the right group of people. I think uh, Wizards of the Coast is the um, company that owns D the D and D corp, you know, thing, and um, they're actually pretty inclusive, um, and they're all about. Because D&D &D and gaming in general used to be a very male-dominated world. Yes. And now it's starting to change. It's starting to evolve. And it's starting to um, create a safe space where everyone can just be themselves. And we're playing characters. Like, there's no reason you can't just... Like in a world where orcs exist, you're you're telling right. me that gay people can't. You know what I mean? Like, right, exactly. Like, like so if you can't have a gay orc. It's right, a fucking orc. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So people are embracing that now, right. and it's really great to see uh, diversity in those spaces. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. I mean, I played D and D in the eighties, so I gotta be honest. I'm like, I don't even remember. <laughs> any of it yeah, I mean, yeah i know i wanted to be a warrior that was it you know yeah <laughs> kill things just destroy but you know that that's all i remember i don't yeah. it's been so long but yeah gaming i you know some of these gamers though look they, they stress me my son's a gamer okay mm -hmm, mm -hmm. my son's a gamer i love my son but he got some serious rage issues and oh, i'll yeah. be in the kitchen trying to cook and actually you know ah, and, Things are flying, and I'm like, it's just a game, for God's sake, what are you doing? I used to be that way, so I can't say anything. I literally can't say anything. I used to cuss up a storm. I used to throw shit. I used to bang on my, like, just, it. no. It, I think I'm just too old. I'm scared. I'm like, I got bad nerves. I can't even go in the kitchen now. I got PTSD. But, <laughs> yeah, I told him you're only twenty. You can, you're twenty three. You can have a heart attack in a year. Stop yeah. it. <laughs> Seriously, right? Oh my god. Yeah, but yeah, but I think it's good. I like. I love gaming. I love gaming. I, you know, I got to be careful though, because I know me. I'll stay there for hours. hours oh yeah. Hours, hours, oh yeah. Like I'll do eight to ten hours, like a job. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. When I was in high school, I used to, oh yeah, skip yeah. school to play video games. <laughs> and these kids, they're fucking pulling all nighters. Mm -hmm. They're playing mm -hmm. with kids like in in Norway. Like my son's like, yeah. my friend in Norway, Norway. <laughs> I have one in England too. In England, like, this this has gone a lot. This has gone really far from this. 
You know, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> from Pong. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's come a long way from Pong. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. And in, in good ways and bad ways. You know, like you said, you know, you meet people from other countries and it's great for, it can be a great tool for connecting people. It can. Right. Mm-hmm. It also and, can be, it also could tear, <laughs> it also can, um, you know, show how toxic people can be. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I don't think I could run a like a, a, a Twitch or anything and have people come in. You'd be nice. Like, don't don't be coming up yelling up in here. I'm going to ghetto mama so quick. I know you ain't talking to me. I will I will creep through that mic. You know. But, but now I kind of want to see that though. <laughs> now I'm really interested in seeing yeah. you just play a game with other people. Just being like, hey, 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 knock it off. I'll start going into Latino. I'll start cursing at them in Spanish. Like you better watch it. Better check yourself. Get a big marker and check yourself. I don't. I I I have a chancla right here. A chancla right here. I'll throw it wherever you are. It was a homing chancla. That's right. (laughs) This thing can hit corners. You know. Love oh it. my goodness. And also you do some writing. I do. Uh, so I I am currently working on a book. Don't wait on that because it is going very slow. Right, <laughs> but right. I will say that uh, what I tell people is it's true. Uh, it's a it's about a gay robot. <laughs> oh that's cool. <laughs> That's always, and everyone's like, I love seeing people's reaction to that. It's either like, huh, or oh, okay, like it's 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 a it's a mixed bag. So, right, um, right. so yeah, don't don't wait for it, but it's coming. I'm working slowly on it. In a couple of years, yeah. <laughs> it'll, it'll it'll be. I'll have you come right back and say, okay, yeah. remember that book you talked remember? about back in two thousand? You know? <laughs> exactly, exactly. But I do I do enjoy writing. It's a great um, outlet for me, and um, yeah, I just I I love I love writing. I love well, it. this this Sunday. Well, I don't know if it'll be this Sunday because this will air after the show. But on Rainbow Soul, we'll be doing a, a sacred writing. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, interview, and it's about writing. The, like last week, we did about spoken word and stories. This and this following one will be about sacred writing. So, I mean, okay. if you want to get a chance and just pop in, and I don't know what sacred writing is. Because and that's probably why I need to be in the show because I need to find out what this is. What it is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I need to know. Inquiry minds want to know. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. and I want to know. Yeah. Right. And also, I want people to know they can find you on TikTok because you do do yes. TikTok. I do. I do do TikToks. Um, I post few and far between, um, but I do post and I I post. You know, just random silly shit, and I also post very affirming videos because I know the world can use that <laughs> about right. now. So I try to stay as positive as possible, yeah. um, while still, you know, touching on some more sensitive issues. Like I think I have like a, a Black Lives Matter vi- video that I posted, right. and so you know stuff like that. So, but yeah, go ahead and check it out. It's at i dot 
am.allen.thomas. And I know it's ridiculous um, because I, I mentioned this on Queer in the Narrative. Um, everything was taken that I was putting. I put like Alan Thomas taken, Alan.thomas taken, Alan Thomas one taken. I'm just like, fuck you guys. I am Alan Thomas. With real Alan Thomas, please stand up. Right? <laughs> Exactly. So I was like, yes, I am Alan Thomas. Yeah, so. Now, you know, I, I'm going to keep that, you know, I'm going to write that down. Because <laughs> if I can't get anything for lacrosse, I'm going to be like, I am lacrosse. I, I made lacrosse. up that name. You know? <laughs> now I'm starting to see the name. So that has yeah. me a little, yeah. like, hmm. <laughs> watching <people>. Right? <laughs> so... So anyway, so please check out the TikTok, check out Queer in the Narrative. Yes. Um, definitely. Um, there are a few causes to please check out that um, Alan supports, which is National Suicide Prevention, the Trevor Project, Trans Lifeline. So please check those out. Um, I will hopefully remember to put them in the links because I tend to, I am terrible with that and I forget that all the time. <laughs> um, because this old brain, it's like squirrel. No, I, I get it, man. I get it. It's, it's going, it's going. I'm only, I'm only, um, I don't even remember how fucking old I am. I, I'm only, I'm only 36 and it's already going. So, I mean, we'll see. And us who are over here, we're like, it only gets worse. I know. It's only going to get worse. Wait till you hit 40 and your filter breaks. You know? Wait till you hit 50 and you have no, I, I, I hit 50 and I'm like, Look unto the field <laughs> on the fucks that I have sown. There are none. <laughs> my fucks broke at 50. So my filter broke to 40. So now at this point, I'm like, what the hell's going to break at 60? <laughs> oh, oh, man, I can't wait. I can't wait. This is going to be great. <laughs> Yo, oh, believe it or not, it was something I look forward to. It's like when I said 40, your filter going to break. And I'm like, because oh. I was always worried. Oh, is this going to come out wrong? Exactly. Yeah. Which I still do, but your filter breaking like not as much. Now I'm just like Bleh. I can't wait. I yeah, I can't <laughs> wait for that because that's how I am now. I'm like, oh God, am I am I saying this right? Am I just gonna come out right? How am I gonna be perceived? How am I gonna do the, right. the so I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> or it's like when I mentioned about the LGBTQIA plus. Okay. Yeah. And you, I gotta say all that. And and I'll be just like an LG. Okay, now that I said it, it's done. Rainbow. We're rainbow community. <laughs> rainbow, yeah. <laughs> okay, the rainbow community because rainbow community. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be screwing up all the letters because I'll see LGBX elemental P. Yeah. You know, I'm gonna screw it all up. So I'll say it right oh, one too. time. Me too. And then rainbow. Yep, <laughs> yep rainbow. Yep. I love it. Oh my goodness. Well, thank you so much for coming. This yeah, was a thank, blast. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. And Hopefully this won't be the last one. We'll see Absolutely. How, how the tides go. Amen. You know, I'm you know, here. It, yeah. So whatever. <laughs> and if you want to jump in on the other one, you're more than welcome. I don't even know what the hell I'm gonna be doing. So. <laughs> Sounds good. Surprise. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> All right. So everybody, good night. Thanks for tuning in and I will try to get back to the comments. This is pre recorded. Shit, I forgot to mention that. It is pre recorded. So, um, so if we don't answer you, I'm gonna have to put that in the title now. Shit, if we don't answer you. I'm sorry, we weren't ignoring you. It's just it was pre-recorded. So, but we yeah. love you. Yes, we do. Much love. Thank you. <laughs> Jack of all trades, master of none, but oftentimes better 
than a master of one. So what exactly does that mean? It is a figure of speech in reference to a person who has dabbled in many things rather than gaining expertise by only focusing on one. So much knowledge and wisdom out there at our fingertips, yet so difficult to grasp. Everything and everyone has a little piece of the truth, and it is up to us to determine what our truth is. In this busy world, creating the time, the space to nourish our bodies, mind, and soul has become a difficult task. So let's take a moment to learn something, something small, in whatever way the universe decides to reveal it. It could be someone's story, a quote, a spiritual practice, maybe a song or a movie. The opportunities are limitless and all around us if we just take a moment to see. We are all students of life experiences, so let us learn from one another. There is no right or wrong path. There is only your path and your journey. So let's begin our adventure and explore all the world has to offer and let us become a master of none.